0: Hey, welcome to Younger and Older. This is Jason and Dave hanging out at the studios of Relate365.com in the Northwoods of Wisconsin, and we are glad to be with you for another episode where we just hang out and talk. Uh, I'm a kind of millennial, I suppose. And you Dave's are, a kind of, and, and I'm kind of a... You're kind of a boomer. A boomer. A boomer. Boomer. I'm going to call you boomer. But uh, you guys know that if you've been tuning in, and you know we try to just talk about relevant stuff um, and speak truth into it um, especially as, as different things go on in our world on a regular basis, it's good to have a foundation and a perspective that is based out of truth. Yeah. And so that's what we try to do in the show. Um, so if you ever want us to talk about something, reach out to us and, uh, we'd love to to talk about anything.
1: Yeah. You, you know, there's some things I don't understand about your generation. Actually, just some things, some things. Yeah. Okay. Um, not, not everything, but some things like, Most of the people that seem to be elected to the Senate or Congress are like 90 years old.
0: I don't understand that. Yeah,
1: I don't either. I mean, honestly. Is that my
0: generation or your generation?
1: Well, who's electing them? Well. There's more of you. That's the question. There's more of you. But are they voting? Well, there you go. (laughs) I'm just saying there's more of you. And so you should be voting and running the country by now. It's true. Yeah. And and if we keep running the country, it's going to keep looking like the '60s. I, mm, I, we're the children of the '60s. I would
0: almost beg to differ. That I would almost want it to look like the '60s. Right
1: no, now. I. You know what happened in the '60s? There was this huge revolution, and everyone started to do whatever they wanted. Oh, okay. So it look it, like the 60s. and 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 here's my theory. You you got guys like um, uh, Ronald Reagan and others who were the adults in the room. Yeah. And so they kept saying, "Well, you're not doing that. You're not doing that." <laughs> Okay, so that's what they did as presidents. They pretty much were like the grandfather, the old father, and they, they pretty much put a their finger in the dike and said, we're not doing that. And now the people who they told you're not doing that, they're in charge. They're the ones in charge. And they don't have any fingers to put in the dikes. They don't care. So the leaks are all over, and they're saying, look at the sun goes through the waters. It goes through the leak and makes pretty colors. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. we're not going to stop it at all. So I think what we're having now is a a throwback to this group of people that basically were free love, free sex, free, you know, uh, let's just hug a tree and love the environment. And now they're all in charge.
0: It's almost like that. I think, did your generation come up with the phrase, you can't teach an old dog new tricks?
1: I don't know. Probably. Yeah. But I think that's what we're seeing now. You're seeing all these children of the 60s who are in these prominent positions, in the 60s was a very confusing time. It's it, so many college campuses were on, on unrest, the, the Vietnam War, people going crazy you know about that. So you look at it and think, okay, people my age, that's what we did in the 60s, that, that was it. Now, I was a child born, so the 60s did influence me, but in 1960, I was four. Mm. So the 60s is a major development for me that decade. Because then I would be fourteen coming out of it,
0: and then you were the the hippie right. generation, yeah, something. then the hippies and
1: and yeah. You know. so can I call you a hippie instead of a boomer sure i I love hippies actually they're they're the coolest people, oh they're not good for running the country though, but they're they're great people, yeah, uh, because basically they can put up with everything, you know it's like they just they chill man, you know what i mean whatever whatever's going on they can do, but I think we have to understand that there's actually ramifications to lifestyle, and who we vote in. And I was watching some things that was, was going on, and some of the people they were quoting that were in Congress that I think are saying things they probably shouldn't say mm-hmm. are in their 80s. They're saying things, and I'm thinking, why do we keep electing them? Yeah, Let's get some, some new blood in there. Yeah. Let, let's get some people who can think a little different, who don't think like children of the 60s, so that there can be honest dialogue that goes on between well, People. and you look
0: at some of these politicians, and they've been there for thirty, forty years. Yeah, and so it's like if they didn't change or cause change over that time frame, right? Shouldn't somebody else? Why isn't step in? is that
1: really hard for us to understand? I mean, like once again, if somebody's asking for your vote, right? Can't you say what did you do it, while you were in office? To
0: me, that makes like a valid, yeah, sense. Yeah, question. so.
1: But but we don't want to do that for some reason. We just want to... Here Here's one of the real issues in life that we're dealing with. We as a culture, and I think the church in general even, has fallen to propaganda. Hmm. Propaganda is when you're trying to convince somebody of something. You're not necessarily just representing the truth. You're trying to do whatever you can, use the facts or details that you can to persuade them to do something or think like you. Yeah. Now believe it or not, God doesn't have propaganda. He doesn't manipulate. He's just truth. Yeah. Satan actually uses propaganda and whatever else needs to be done. And, and I'll tell you how that works. I mean, it's like, let's say I disagree with you over something. Uh, I go to somebody and they're, they're talking about, um, you need to love all people. And if two You know, homosexual people, two gay people want to get married. You need to approve that and show them your blessing and that kind of thing. Or you don't love them. That's a propaganda statement. Yeah. Because what you did is you threw the word love at me. And you said, if I don't do what you say, I don't love. Mm. And and what you're trying to tie it into is the Bible and Christianity. And you're trying to persuade me to do something by using that word. Now, that's propaganda. That's not acceptable. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you've noticed how many, like, bigger name Christian people lately have just walked away from the faith.
0: Yeah, there's been quite a few.
1: And I think it's because prop- they're realizing I've been responding or using propaganda to, with people. Mm-hmm. And and propaganda. If you want to go back, you you check out the history of Edward Bernays. He's, he's freud's nephew or something and and how he developed all that and it plays with your mind and governments do that and some of the stuff that they use for example i'll just throw some words out that propaganda likes to use and you tell me if it's going on in our culture uh fear yep (laughs) look at look at the whole pandemic thing do you, you know if you realize once again you realize that 1%, one percent, less than one percent of people that are under seventy years old that get that get, die from it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's it. Right. This disease. You you begin to wonder if you look at the numbers, if we should have been doing anything against this disease other than just washing our hands and mm-hmm. and the normal. Yeah. And I'm saying that as somebody who's in the higher risk category. Mm-hmm. And I haven't gotten it. Yeah. And I'm in the higher risk. Yeah. And I'm still saying we should still get together and I'll still wash my hands. And if if I get sick, I get sick. I, so you look at the statistics, and I'm not sure why the economy shut down. Yeah. Even this latest um, uh, in recent history now, because these programs are recorded. But the the trial that went on in Minnesota with uh, George Floyd and yep. The, yep. You know, it sounds like some people are disappointed that he got convicted because they were using that that whole system to to talk about fear and how bad something was and now they can't do that. Mm. So it's like, that's propaganda. Mm. Truth, truth doesn't need to be spun. You don't need spin doctors if you're using truth. You don't need to use persuasive arguments when you're using truth. Just use truth. Yeah. You know, And, and when you use truth, and that's really what's, what's interesting to me.
0: Well, and I think a lot of times we don't even realize that we're intaking a lot of this stuff. Yeah. But I mean- realistically, every form of social media, in some regard, is pushing an agenda on you, whether you like it or not, or yep. whether you realize it or not, whether you're in Facebook, Instagram, whatever it is, you know, you have no control over what comes across your feed. Right. I mean, and- to an extent you do, but it, they tailor that feed to what they want you to see based on how they've categorized you within their system.
1: Absolutely. And so
0: and so they're tailoring it, you know. And that's that's what you have to understand is that there's no in our world today, you can't just sit by and and think innocently in that sense. You have to realize that in every way somebody's trying to stimulate you to think in a certain way. Yep. And that's why it's so important to always take everything captive to the truth. Right. Without a doubt. Yep. And that goes back to your expectations.
1: And what if you don't have truth? <laughs>
0: Then you're just gonna flop gonna around like a fish or something,
1: yeah. You know, you know you'll for, be like
0: a chameleon. You just go, you know, it'll be the flavor of the day.
1: And and you know what? It's easier not to have truth because then you actually change your belief system becomes the criterion for truth. Yeah. And and anyone that studies the mind knows that, so they get you to believe like they do somehow. Right. Remember, in Hitler's day, uh, the millions of people who were killed by Hitler. He had a nation convinced this was the right thing to do. Yeah. That's propaganda. Absolutely. And so you can do terrible things if you're convinced that it's right. Yeah. Um, You go back to the Garden of Eden and you take a look at, okay, so God created man, he created woman, put him in a garden, and pretty much came to him with truth and said, he didn't say it this way, but I'm saying it. You know, hi, Adam and Eve, I'm God. I made you, you know, I made you to love. Okay, so very simple that's truth no propaganda there this is what happened this is how we did it this is you know why I did it I love you then he says you can you know I made this whole garden for you but you know you can enjoy it just don't touch that one tree so far again there's no propaganda here it's don't do this or this will happen mm-hmm. okay that's all it was a statement of truth God doesn't use propaganda he doesn't no he just says it this is how it really is. Yep. So then Satan comes on the scene, and he starts playing with your mind.
0: With the po- propaganda. Exactly.
1: He's he's propagandizing. Is that a word? Y- yeah. Sure. Okay. That's right. He, he's
0: doing that. And we see that first case scenario right in the Garden of Eden. Right. He takes what God said and changes it just enough to get you to question it. Right. That's the propaganda. Exactly. And that's, that's what we see all over the place. Yep. Why? Because, you know, when you, when you think, I mean, the fact is, is we live in a first world country. Mm-hmm. And so in, in many ways, I think it's easier for Satan to do what he needs to do. Yeah. Because there's so many distractions that just naturally come within a first world country. And so that's why as believers, we need to be more attuned to realizing Satan's propaganda. Absolutely. Because it's staring us in the in the face. It's not like we live in a third world country where there's no internet, no TV. And so that's where you might see more, you know, intense expectations of that realization. Right. But here in America, it's like, man, Satan, Satan's got it easy. There's so many lures he can drop in the water to yeah. lure you in and you wouldn't even notice. You think it's a nice big juicy steak and you just chomp on it.
1: Yep. And, and you know, it's, it's also interesting to me that we fall for the idea that we would rather learn about uh, somebody from somebody else than the person themselves. Right. And that's true. I mean, if you look at elections, this has always puzzled me. Mm-hmm. Why am I watching an ad on television that from candidate A, and his ad is telling me everything about candidate B? I, I don't want him to tell me or right. her to tell me about the other candidate. Tell me about you. Right. Tell me what you think. The last election cycle, when I did see ads, I tried to keep track in my head, not on paper, how many times a candidate said, this is what I believe, and didn't tell me and focus on what the other person did, trying to get us to be fearful of the other person. Did you watch any? Um, I I watched some local news back then, and every ad was that. And then finally, I I actually wrote the stations and said, I'm not watching news until after the election, because the ads were, were terrible. Right. I mean, they contradicted each other and they're they were just, right after each other. They're just smear campaigns. They were. I, I didn't want to hear what this person thought about the other candidate. Right. And then my, I had to ask my mind as a philosopher, teacher kind of guy, why are they doing that? And you know what I heard? Because now I'm on the, the board of a, a a radio station. I I talk a lot about news and about how things work. So the question is, why are they doing that? Why do they do ads like that? Mm-hmm. You know what I kept get, getting told? Because they work. They work. I said, why does it work for me to tell you about the negative about somebody else? Isn't it crazy? Yeah. What? Am I trying to build fear in you? If somebody came to me and, and said, "Hey, do you know? Do you know Jason Kemper?" I'd say, "Yeah." I want to know him. Okay, he's over there. Give him a call. No, I want you to have me know him. I would look at him like, what, are you weird? Mm -hmm. I'm not, I'm Dave. I do know Jason. I can actually tell you something about him, but do you understand if I say anything about him, that that's going through my little lens and perspective, that he's right over there. You can get to know him yourself. Yeah. Because if I tell you, I'm going to say, well, he's not that nice of a guy because he's a bear fan. And you're going to look at, he's going to go to you and you're going to go, I'm a nice guy, I'm a bear fan. So, <laughs> you know, I mean, what's, what happens is you shouldn't allow somebody else to paint a picture for who God is. Hmm. Because we all have our own lenses we're looking at and what I think about God is not determining who he is. Yeah. My experiences don't determine who God is. Mm-hmm. My understanding doesn't determine who God is. my belief system doesn't determine who God is, so if you want to know God, go read the Bible yeah, that's all I'm saying and go to the source if you want to know what a candidate believes you'll you'll never know in our culture i <laughs> you know, i mean I, I don't know what to tell you there it's a, broken, I, it's
0: a broken system
1: yeah I still don't know how to find out what a person actually believes in that's running for an office, yeah because all you get told is what they other people are doing bad, yeah. and I don't want to hear that. So, anyway, we live in a strange time, and I, th- I think it's 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 critical that we begin to at least understand that there's this thing called truth out there. It's not determined by propaganda. Mm-mm. We have to know that Satan is really working overtime. Uh, if you look in the Bible, there's certain things that Satan is working on with propaganda from the very beginning. Yep. So first is, he wants to blur what God actually said. Yep. Okay, so if you're really thinking this through, you're thinking, if that's what Satan wants to do, then I have to work hard on the other.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that's all I would be asking our listeners to do, you to do, your kids to do. Right. You know, Just read the Bible and know what it says. You can do that. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's a version that will make sense to you yeah in English right that you could read uh, what version do you use when you read
0: uh, I bounce around um, between like the ESV sometimes the NAV and the NLT you know one of the things one of the things that I appreciate there's an app out there called the um, read scripture app okay um, and they partnered up with uh, the Bible project guys mm-hmm. which um, if you ever heard of the Bible project um, they have a ton of videos on YouTube but uh, it's nice because it's a Bible reading plan, but then it, it partners with these videos. So, like, at the start of every book or if there's a big theme, the Bible Project guys try to explain that. Cool. And so – and it's simple uh, for anybody. I, w- I would recommend it for you. I'd recommend it for a teenager. I'd even recommend it, you know, for a middle school student. Yeah. Um, because it, it takes concepts and puts them in simple terms and with visuals so that you understand it. Right. And so – I. Like you said, you know, there's there's a way for you to learn, you know, just because you might have a King James Version Bible at your house doesn't mean that that's the one you have. You know, you can get a different version. Right. And when we talk about versions, you know, it's all saying the same thing because the Bible was written in a different language. And so we've translated it over into English, you know, and so they've tried to, t- to take the, the core concepts.
1: In. Yeah, the, it's really two main ideas in the translation world, right? Right, essentially. Yeah, so there's one group tried to translate word for word. Word for word, And right. one did thought for thought. Correct. So just understand that when you're looking at it, if you say, well, this says it a little different than that one, the overall concept's gonna be the same. Right. But one is stressing a word for word, which is a little more uh, cumbersome when you try and yep. and translate. So if I'm translating something from English to Spanish, Right. It's a little harder because to me, Spanish, the language, it, they, they mix up the sentences. You know right. I mean, they put them in a different order.
0: Well, and anybody would tell you that that is bilingual, that, that regardless of how well you're good at translating, there's always certain things in each language that, that doesn't quite transfer over. Like there's similar things. Right. And so depending on who you're talking to, they might use one way to describe that similar thing. And then the next person might say, well, I actually say it this way. Right. And, and that's really what it is. It's trying to capture the heart behind the difference, what what they're trying to say, but trying to bridge the gap of the difference in the language.
1: Right. And you know what? You can spend forever trying to figure out the philosophy of the Bible translation team, or you can just read it. Or just read and, it. And read it. And you say, well, this one makes more sense to me than this one.
0: And if you don't like to read, yeah. you can listen to
1: it. You can. In this day and age, it's really hard to say, I can't get through the Bible.
0: Right. There's plenty of apps, plenty of reading plans, plenty of devotional yeah. plans. Yeah. There's the Bible app. And so I would say just go out there and read or do something.
1: Yeah. Well, in life, I am a narcoleptic, as we've talked about before. And with full disclosure, I've never liked reading. (laughs) I I have always been one who um, and probably not liked reading because I'm a narcoleptic. I mean, those might be tied a little bit. Because you sit down and you start to relax a little bit and you go out. And then you go, I can't ever finish these silly books. But But
0: I would say even without narcolepsy, people can relate to that. (laughs) I remember that in college very much so. Yeah.
1: Well, well, here's why I'm saying that. It's because, okay, here's a guy who all the way through school would rather have been playing football or hockey or doing anything than academic. However, I've read the Bible through now at least every year, at least once for the last 35 years. Yeah. And, and if you read at a fifth grade level, if you just now get this is what I remember. So it could be times might be a little off. But if you read at a fifth grade level and you read aloud and you read for 15 minutes a day, you'd finish the whole Bible in a year. That's what I've heard. So it's, it's pretty simple. Yep. And for somebody to say, well, I just you know it's a big book. It's like, but why don't you just spend time enjoying God every day for a little bit? Mm-hmm. And and make sure you're reading a version that you can understand. Yeah. And and get a realistic expectation there because really there are going to be certain things that you read that you say, hmm, like the genealogies,
0: uh, genealogies, or even you know you look in like Leviticus. Yeah. You know, some of that gets a little rough plodding. Yeah. You know, or even in numbers where they're numbering off everybody. It's like right. from the clan of, you know, it's like, whew.
1: Now, now realize that for you, that may not be overly um, applicable. Stimulating, right. Yeah, but yeah, for yeah. other
0: people, like I've heard messages on that stuff. It's like, wow, I never realized the importance of that. Yeah,
1: and for the validity of the document. Absolutely. It goes through. And for, those, for, for people in the academic areas where they're trying to say this this book is validated because of these names you know i think that's an important thing to be able to do i remember i remember a light that went on when i was younger because they're in the new testament in the gospels the genealogies are a little different yeah and uh people will look at that and go see the genealogies are different and i remember once an older professor just said well they just don't know the bible and they don't know what was going on there. Now, if you look at it, it's very interesting because there's some simple explanations a lot of times. Yeah. Um, Matthew, he was a government guy, he collected taxes, so he, he did everything like a, a government guy would. I mean, he understood genealogies and all kinds of stuff. Uh, he wasn't really liked by the Jews because he was a tax collector. He was only tolerated by the Romans. Yeah. And yet Jesus said, follow me. You know. Yeah. So it's like, okay, here's this really weird wedge that's in there that Jesus says, I want you to follow me. And he's got this interesting personality that nobody likes. Yep. Um, you got John in there. You got Luke in there, Mark. But I'm, I'm focusing on Matthew just to show personality. And so when, you know, Matthew understood things differently than some other people. And if you look at the genealogies, one of the genealogies that's different is different because it went through the female line. Right. And one went through the male line. But what's interesting is it they never did it through the female line. I mean that was improper. Yeah. But God allowed that to happen to show us the complete genealogy. And not only that, it was Matthew I believe who went through the female line and he was like sticking it to him because he put Rahab in there. Right. He put Mary in there who they thought, you know, Jesus' mom, who they thought, well, she must have been sleeping around. Right. So so he it almost to me, that's just to me. I'm looking at going, "Okay, Matthew, you you had your fun." Yep. You know, you you're trying to point out these people that the the religious Jewish people didn't like, yeah. But you put them in the you put them, It seems intentionally in there in the genealogy for Jesus, and and so I guess God has His purposes for that. Yeah, obviously what's going on. But when you see it that way, you begin to say, "Oh, that's interesting how how the genealogies can't even be disputed because they went from both directions." Mm-hmm. You know you. If they just went from one, maybe you'd say, well, what happened to this person? But they went from both and different personalities. And then you look through the whole Bible. So for some people, those genealogy things are pretty important. Mm-hmm. If they're not as you read the Bible, don't worry about it. Yep. Just read it. Yep. And you know, if you're like me, you're not even going to pronounce all the names right, so just have fun mispronouncing them. <laughs> you know, I mean, what does it matter? That's right. That's right. I, I remember once when I was speaking and somebody said, don't you think you should take time to... Uh, Learn how to pronounce those names. I said no. I said you know who I'm talking about, and and honestly, I struggle with pronouncing some of those names. And as, and what's so unhuman about that? Right. You know th- these aren't English, 1960s Chicago names. Right. You know I could I could pronounce El Capone. <laughs> <laughs> But I can't pronounce all those in the Bible sometimes. That's right. And, and I think that's where we give each other a little bit of enjoyment in the human aspect of everything. Do you really want somebody spending forever trying to figure out how to pronounce a name? Mm-hmm. And and if that stops you from reading the Bible, you feel dumb,
0: Yeah,
1: don't let that happen. Just start skimming the names, but understand what's being said the best you can. And get to other points and don't use that for an excuse not to, to read the Bible. Mm-hmm. The, the other thing in this discussion we've been having, the thing I would encourage people to do is realize propaganda always makes things complicated. Yeah. Just keep remembering that. Truth always simplifies things. So when you start getting with somebody and they have all these complicated reasons, like this is why I am the way I am, mm-hmm. that's probably because of propaganda. Yeah. So if you were to come to me and say, "Dave, you know what? I I think um, I think your marriage could improve." Yeah. Now I could say, "Well, you don't understand my childhood and what happened in Chicago on the streets," and you. So I can go into very difficult situations, which I didn't have by the way, I'm making those up. Uh, but or I could say, "You know what? Sometimes I am just a selfish, sinful person, mm. and that has ramifications." And now you look at me and go, yeah, "I guess we're done." Yeah, because that's what I have to deal with. Now, I just made it simple according to truth. Mm -hmm. Or I can leave it complicated and never get to the bottom of it. And I think in almost every area, a young person wants to get married, I tell them, well, you need to be committed to this person. Yeah. Really? I I am committed. Do you know what I mean by committed, or are you thinking the word arranged in your head? Yeah. Because here's what happens when you make an arrangement with somebody. You make it complicated. If you do this, I'll do this. If you do that, but if you do that, I'm going to do this. And Now you made it complicated. Commitment mm-hmm. isn't complicated. It means no matter what happens. Right. What if the, you're making it complicated? Hmm. Commitment means no matter what. It doesn't mean these exceptions. Right. So if you look at it on the surface, that's simple. The other's complicated. Right. So read the Bible, keep it simple, and you'll avoid propaganda. Got something else I want to talk to you about though, because we were talking about perspectives and and uh, that kind of thing. So let's we'll have to continue we'll that in the continue. next
0: episode. Because uh, as always, once we get started talking, time flies, and we're getting towards the end of the episode. So I encourage you, you know, that as you as you look around and as you intake information, whether it's talking to people, watching the news, reading the news on social media, just realize that all of it has a bent to it. And you always need to look through the lens of truth. And in order to know that lens of truth, you have to be in the truth. Right. And so whatever it is, even if you start with two minutes a day, five minutes a day, get in the Bible because that's important. Otherwise, head over to Relate365.com and you can check out um, just all the different podcasts that we do. Just be encouraged and, and hear what we're talking about. Um, but for now, that's all the time we have. So from Jason and Dave, we'll see you next time on Younger and Older.